0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, welcome back to the Pouring Out Podcast. Just a reminder that we are on most major uh, podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, and the VOD is available on YouTube, so peruse at your leisure. Uh, Again, welcome back to uh, Matthew 5. We're delving back into our study of Matthew with some, uh, a few verses, I should say. Not nothing too lengthy, but I think something that I think can hit home, in a sense. Uh, How does this apply to the modern day? I think that it's often something that we can take a hold of, have a a spiritual meaning to what Jesus is saying here at the end of his, towards the end of his Sermon on the Mount. It has been a long week.
1: Yes, it has. And uh, we're, we're like, wrapping up this super long week with a very heavy subject in today's episode. So that's fun. I mean, this is contested. Like, what we're going to talk about, the points that you and I are going to raise, the beliefs that you and I hold... It will be contested. Like There's oh, going to be people, people that listen to this that disagree with us, and that's fine. We encourage it. I encourage the disagreements. I more so encourage the agreements because I think I'm right, but but I also encourage the disagreements. Like, let us know because if we are wrong, I want to know. I won't speak for Dustin, but if I'm wrong, I want to know, so tell me. Um doesn't I, mean I, I believe I you. Don't, but like,
0: <laughs> I don't want to know. I'm too prideful.
1: <laughs> right. It doesn't mean I'll believe you. Just because you think I'm wrong doesn't really mean anything in the long run, but it might get me to ask some questions.
0: No, certainly open to conversation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Com- like comments, uh, email us you if you have any thoughts and, and dissertations about this passage.
1: Yeah, and if anybody if anybody uh, is familiar with the series that uh, Pouring Out did uh, a, a while back, a couple months back, uh, Joseph Vassalo and I discussed the book of Galatians, and this very topic that we're going to discuss right here came up quite a bit. Um, and even big episode 100, which is right in the middle of that Galatians series, uh, Dustin actually made an appearance, uh, and we talked about this very topic as well. So the whole series is about this topic. If you're, if you're interested in a fleshing out of Galatians, it's a very interesting series. I would, I would recommend you check it out. It's going to be, you know, uh, what is it? Five episodes. It's five episodes to cover the yeah, six it's five, chapters, it's five. Yep. five episodes to cover the six chapters. And it's very in depth. It's very good covers. I, I think so. Right. I'm biased. I was part of it, but, <laughs> but it's, it, it'll go in depth and, and it'll flesh out this. So if this, if you still have questions at the end of this, or if you want to know where else in scripture is this talked about or fleshed out, um,
0: Galatians 3, Gala- right? Galatians,
1: read it. Well, the whole book of Galatians talks about it's this, r- but about specifically it, right? Galatians 3, 3, yes, is is where this comes into play, and where it's specifically uh um addressed. So first I would say if you want to know more about this topic, read Galatians and then if you want to hear a couple of people talk about it, then <laughs> then go listen to, you know, episodes 98 to 104 or something like that. 103. 103. I think. Something something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, without any further ado, I'll just, I'll kick it off. We'll get, yeah, we'll start off, Stu,
0: verse 17 through uh, 20. For
1: anyone reading along, I'm reading from the ESV, but feel free to read your own translation. Do what you want, I can't tell you what to do. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly, I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot,
0: First of all, let's let's, take all that in. (laughs) Can we talk about Jesus not pulling a punch? Yeah. I mean, this is like, this is the... I don't want to paint Jesus as violent, so please forgive me if that's how this comes across. But this is a slap in the face to the Pharisees, to the Sadducees, to these religious legalistic rulers who... We're governing Israeli society, the Israelite society at this time, and and the religion. And here's, and, and here's
1: the thing about, about legalism, too. De- de- depending on where this conversation goes, I at least want to make it clear from, from my perspective. I like tradition. I really like church tradition. And that's not something always I remember actually at one point I like... I was like, oh, tradition, all tradition is just like, like how can you have a relationship with Christ if it's based off tradition? I was, I was so dumb. Oh, I was so dumb. Um, cause I was like, oh, tradition is just habit. At that point, it's no longer like from the heart. It's from the, it's from the repetition and blah, blah, blah. And it definitely can be, but, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, I love tradition. I love church tradition. Well, and, so and there's
0: a so. difference between tradition and legalism. And that's, right? and
1: that's And I just want to make sure that we at least make that distinction. Like when we're talking about legalism, like there's this whole like hatred about fundamentalism and about legalism and about like all this stuff. And I I I don't want to come out against that. I actually really like church tradition. I really like. Um, the traditional church environment, you know, like I don't like the big mega churches. I don't like the rock and roll churches. Like I, I shouldn't say I don't like them. I just I don't attend them. It's like, not your, not it's not your preferred. Setting. Yeah, yeah. It's right. not my setting. It's I, I, like that we're here. I'd rather live in a world where we have those churches than a world where we don't. But, but, but yes, I like tradition. I like a traditional church setting. I'll just say that. Um, so as as we go into this, where legalism is like an extreme form of traditionalism and we may flesh that out as we go well i but. think it's
0: i i th- actually you know what i think let's establish what what you think legalism is and what i think legalism is um because i think i think it's we important probably because agree on the i think we're, we probably agree i mean i think i would start with saying traditionalism is healthy right traditionalism is is For example, something that is traditional within the church, right? You have church traditions like baptism, right? Uh, You have church traditions like baby dedications, right? You have church traditions um, like. Okay, I'll uh, I'll okay. I'm gonna say something and probably I'll catch backfire for this, but the church tradition of male versus female pastors, is. Definitely, it's church tradition. It depends on your denomination. Absolutely, 100% de- depends on your dom- denomination, and I don't know. I, I won't necessarily share an opinion on that. I think that is not where this conversation should go, but that yeah, can like, be— Yeah, let's not derail it. <laughs> that can be a, a tradition. Um, You know, a tradition could be how many deacons that a church has— Right, All of those things matter to church spiritual life. And overall, they contribute to big C church spiritual life because how are we raising the next generation of Christians to come up? Now, legalism, legalism is when we have something that is so binding, so constricting, that it construes the truth that God has put in his word or spoken through his prophets. We, or even limits it. Or even limits I'll it. I'll go that my, far, yeah. My wife and I were just watching, um, uh, I think last week? I, I don't remember their names, but th- there was, um, there's a show on Amazon Prime that is all about a legalistic church family who Caught a lot of traction, right? And here's what I will. Here's what I will say: the men. Is it the Dukers?
1: <sighs> is that the family, or is it something else?
0: I think it starts with. A, it might start with a C. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Then. Uh, basic. Here's what I'll say. This is what. This is one of the things that you know struck me. The men required their wives to call them "my lord." Gross. <laughs> you know, like I mean, that pushes into a little bit of cultish stuff, but that's right. legalism. Like sure. that is legalism it's because like
1: a modern day Puritiz- Pur- puritanism, right? right. and,
0: th- and, and that would that's be exactly an yeah, right. But it's that kind of thing where yes, a woman is supposed to submit to her husband, but for them, it is taken to this. Okay, well, here's where that line's going to be. That's what legalism is, is taking this truth that God provides and either limiting it or stretching it to fit most likely some type of agenda. Sure. Right. Or limiting
1: God. Like once again, I think I think like limiting God, like what, like a church that puts God in a box, like, oh, uh, uh, praying in tongues is not a thing. Or praying in tongues, you have to do it, or you're not saved. Both are instances of legalism, because sure. of, uh, legalism is adding to, subtracting from, uh, the Scripture in a way that limits God and who God is. Sure, I think we agree. So yeah, I, I think we agree on um, on that, and I just want to make that abundantly clear before we go into the rest of it. Like, I'm 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 against legalism. In adding to, subtracting from the Bible, in limiting God, I'm not against tradition. I'm not against fundamentalism. Um, yeah, like I'm, 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 I'm not against that. So we'll just, I just want to make that clear. And, and, we're and not, I think, we're not I think Jesus agrees. That, right. I'm not trying to deconstruct, you know, any kind of this, that, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I, I want to affirm the church. I think the church as a tradition does a lot right. There's a lot we could improve on. That's definitely for sure. But, but there's a lot that. I'm not trying to tear down. So I just right. want to get that I, out of the way. Absolutely. And then, so Jesus says, Do not think I have come to abolish the law of the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Okay, so. Boom. <laughs> right, so it almost seems so to me. Uh, I guess, where should we start this conversation? Because uh, I I have not come to abolish, but to fulfill. But he kind of did, though, because he did. Like, because mm. he did one, he did the other. Right, like because mm. so be, like, but not, you know, because well, he so says not.
0: Here's here's <laughs> where you got to keep in mind what Jesus <laughs> follows. <laughs> Jesus follows up this passage with the application, which we're gonna get to in the next episode. Yeah. Um, that he is he is saying, right? He's saying the law is the law is the law. It's 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 not anything that we need to get rid of. He, right, he's Jesus isn't coming out saying the law in and of itself is incorrect. What he comes out and says is, he's saying, what is the spirit of the law? Agreed. Okay, so there right? we go. So
1: it, so it right? comes down to moral law, not written law, I think.
0: Right, because... Now, I don't want to totally jump into this, but... Um, God did not give the Israelites the law expecting them or even knowing that they would 100% follow all 613 of the written law, right? His purpose for giving them the law was to show them how fallible they were, right? Hmm. It was, they needed him, yeah. Right. It was not God saying, here's a list of rules. If you don't follow them, you go to hell. That's not the law. Well,
1: I mean, right? they did go to hell, right? Like,
0: I don't know. Did they? Did they? I don't know. That's actually a good I, question. I, I I don't know. All right? God God knows everybody's heart. That's right? a wrong
1: question. Yeah, I shouldn't ask. You know, I'm sorry.
0: you know, like <laughs> I and I I might be getting a little bit too into the the freedom doctrine, you know. But I don't know that. Do you think Isaiah's in in hell right now? Do you think? Um, name your favorite prophet Jeremiah, right? Where are they? Like, I mean, we know Moses and Elijah are in heaven. We know Moses and Elijah. We know Abraham's in heaven.
1: Yep, we know Abraham's in heaven.
0: Right, and he's even pre-law. Right, right. Um, well, jo-
1: Well, and that's the crazy thing. This is one of the coolest things about the Bible in general. And you know, I hate to take such a broad step back because we're supposed to be doing such a deep dive into this particular scripture. But just to say, like, Abraham was saved by grace, pre-law. Pre-Jesus, like, so before the concept of being saved by grace was introduced to the Israelites on a mass scale, Abraham was already saved by grace, which just, like, proves further, like, because there was no law for him to live up to, so if the law is what got you to heaven, well, Abraham's not in heaven then.
0: Right. Is that is that real?
1: Is that really what we
0: believe? No. So you know now I mean? the, now the next question is, do you believe and that God would change that. that? Right.
1: Well, the Israelites don't even believe that. Right. Exactly. He had one plan all along, and so it's just it's great evidence for Christianity over Judaism as being the 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 correct religion, the correct truth. Is is that, like in order to say Abraham went to heaven, well you'd have to say that the law doesn't matter in getting you to heaven unless there's some other like argument that that I'm sure there is another argument that they make but
0: well I, they would make they I'll would ma- it, but. The, they would make that the atoning for sin is covered in the blood right and for them that was the sacrificial lamb that they they sacrificed and I'm sure in.
1: he did that but I don't know that he did it every every time he's committed such and such a sin because right. there was no law written for such and such a sin at the time right. so
0: I have to believe that the the god that I put my faith and trust in is not going to send somebody to hell because they didn't follow Rule 603. Sure. Sure. You know? I, just, I I think, you know, you hear that argument all the time. Well, the God of the Old Testament isn't the same God of the New Testament. Yes, he is. <laughs> you know, and, and yes, to yes, me, <laughs> and to me, that's the argument is, well, it depends the on what you believe. The covenant was
1: different. The covenant was different. Right. But,
0: but, Regardless. Regardless, right? Jesus is, is, is not coming to tear down the law. He's saying I'm gonna to come to fulfill the law, right? Which means And of
1: course he's referring to his death and resurrection. He's referring right. to conquering the law. Not really. just
0: his not just his death and resurrection, but his life.
1: Sure, right. right his sacrifice because
0: because if there's one person that fulfills all six hundred and thirteen laws, guess who it is? It's Christ. It's Christ. Right? And and I think that is to me, that's what I read. Hmm. Right. Fulfilling the law means I'm following all 613 rules of the, of the law. Right. And I can hear, I can already hear somebody saying, well, Jesus worked on the Sabbath.
1: Jesus healed on the Sabbath. Well, and I can always, I I can already hear people, oh, do you, you don't mix wool with cotton or whatever the two fabrics are. You know what I mean? Like, you, you wear most of your clothes are a mix of two different kinds of fabric, and you're not supposed to do that, so you're throwing away the law. Or, or, so, yeah, you're throwing away the law, and then there's other Christians who say, well, like, oh, yeah, we do throw away the law because, like, Christ has fulfilled the law. We don't need to live under the law. Right. The, the, the area where this is a contested verse and why this conversation even has to happen is because God did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. So what does this mean? So Through the Galatians study what we had discussed and what what I have come to believe and what I did believe and what I continue to believe and uh, I have seriously questioned it like d- it Dustin could tell you I like called him up a couple of weeks after the episode 100 release, and I was like hey did we did we make a terrible mistake like did we get this wrong and and we had to have that conversation We had, to, you know what I mean like it, did we assess that wrong and we looked at Matthew 17 to 20 and yep. we looked at that and we compared that to Galatians 3 um, where Dustin and I have that full conversation and we had the full conversation really the entire series just kept getting fleshed out more and more and more and it was super uh... Um, um, helpful to, to me and my faith. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Without those conversations, I don't know where I'd be now right? Like right. super helpful. And I, what I've come to understand and Dustin and I are I believe on the same page about this is that Christ fulfilling the law gets rid of our need to live up to the law because Jesus lived up to the law and we are covered under his righteousness. like like Christ did all of that for us. So the law doesn't matter it's not that the law is abolished it's not that it's not that we can you know sin that grace abounds more certainly not by no means but it's it's that we are no longer under the yoke of the law the burden of the law we aren't under the burden and yoke of christ and it is a burden but it's light you know my my yoke is easy my burden is light there is a burden it's not you know you're you're Yoke is weightless, and your my burden is no more. Is no, no. The burden is light. It's it's a little bit there, <laughs> like right. like you know. Take that how you want. We'll we'll flesh that out. I guess when we come across that particular passage. But like th- that's the idea. It's like our being married to Christ, our our being indwelled with the Holy Spirit, and being covered in the blood of Christ fulfills our need to live up to the law as a means of salvation. Right. right. The the law of the the law of God is written on the hearts of all man. We don't need the law. We have Jesus. We have the Holy Spirit indwelling in us. We don't need the law.
0: Well, and it all comes back to that big F word, faith, right? That I have that faith that Jesus fulfilled the law. Mm-hmm. Faith that Jesus fulfilled the law. Faith that God, what he meant through the law was to love God and love people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that, I, I mean, it doesn't get any simpler than that.
1: Well, and now, so this is the crazy part, right? So, so that could make sense in and of itself. But let's keep reading, and you can see why the the debate continues for so right. many people. The debate continues. Um, for truly, I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot, will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Uh, I think that's key. But I'm going to keep reading. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven but whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. And this was the scary part for me and, and even verse 20 I'll read that too for I tell you unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. As long as you that last phrase you will never enter the kingdom of heaven.
0: That that part scared you?
1: That but more specifically I would say 19 verse 19 Oh, okay. Because, like, when I called you, Dustin, I was like, hey, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. I said, hey, Dustin, the good news is it still says we will be in the kingdom of heaven. We'll just be least. You know, like, if we're <laughs> yeah, wrong I about that. this. remember that. If we're wrong <laughs> about that. this, like, <laughs> the good news is we're in the kingdom of heaven, but... I don't want to be least. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to discourage others. I don't want to do this. So are we right about this? And you have to, and this is why, like, I wonder, and I don't know this for sure, way smarter people than Dustin or I have researched this, and I would encourage you to to seek this out, as I would encourage myself to, to seek it out even further. But whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. there's multiple possible interpretations see my brow
0: i'm not sweating
1: let's hear let's hear from you dustin you're not sweating
0: i'm not confident
1: you're confident in this again yeah
0: i think i we had this conversation Stu. it it comes it comes down to the historical context i I personally think Mm -hmm. right because and i think oftentimes we sometimes downplay the historical context I'm not saying we we need to focus on it, right? But keep in mind that Jesus has a mission, right? Jesus has a mission to establish the kingdom, right, as God wants it on earth. Part of the problem, right, is that in Galatians, for example, we have the Judaizers that show up, right? In the In the churches of Galatia, they show up and they're like, well, what about this? And they're pointing to that law number 517. Well, what about this? Right? In this case, I believe, and I think there's a lot of historical evidence to back it up, that the Pharisees and even some biblical evidence were picking and choosing what parts of the law were um, applicable. What parts of the law were uh, good for the soul? They were deciding, right? They were deciding what amount of laws were valid for Israelite society. And I, I vaguely recall—I didn't look into this, but I recall from a class in college um, there being different sects of Pharisees and even the Sadducees that focused on different parts of the law. Hmm. And they taught different things as they pleased. Now, I could be wrong about that. I could totally put my foot in the mouth, and I will gladly do so if somebody knows better than uh, somebody has the answer to that. Um, But I have to believe that's what Jesus is speaking to here. Right? Jesus is saying that the law again it's the law it it is meant to be right He says no letter or stroke of that letter shall pass from the law until all is accomplished. Now I, you're gonna come back to all is accomplished I think I know where you're gonna go with it um and I would agree. but when it comes to being the least called least in the kingdom of heaven, Jesus is, I think Jesus is saying, if I have kept in reverence the whole law, take for example John the Baptist, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? John the Baptist probably believed, and I would, I would, pro- I, I, I don't know, I don't think there's a lot of evidence about this, but I would think that John the Baptist believed in the law. Perhaps. You know, and probably all of it. Right? But he got the background. He knew what was going on. He knew right that somebody greater than him was coming. That I think is what it comes down to. Again, I I sound like a broken record because I said it in Galatians. I've said it again here, right? It's the spirit of the law. Right? Do do I do every law perfectly? No. No. But Jesus is saying, if you keep it and you teach it as god intended right then you're rewarded in heaven it's as god intends it
1: let me, and let me clarify something for, for us, right? I, you haven't said anything to the contrary, but I, I, just want to state this once again for anybody listening and you're saying, look, you guys are doing a whole lot of dancing around to come to this conclusion and you're just trying to avoid this whole blah, 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 least in the kingdom of heaven. And, and you guys are saying not one iota, but you're not one iota in it. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you're, you're getting rid of part of it. You know, um, I, 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 w- I would, just say we, first off, we lack the historical context of a lot of this, um. Uh but but second of all, um totally lost where I was going with that. What the heck? My not an iota ing threw me off.
0: <laughs> no, you're right. And I mean, we have what the Bible gives us. You know how cool it would be to go back and figure out what the Pharisees and Sadducees were actually doing? Yeah. I'm sure it would probably be blasphemy.
1: Oh, I'm sure. One hundred percent. I mean, the fact that you could pick and choose all those many commandments. Oh, oh, but here's the thing: even if you live up to the complete letter of the law, you're still not saved.
0: You're still not saved. We know exactly. that. We know exactly. That.
1: So, what good is the law? Well, oh, Jesus. this is what I was. This is what I was going to clarify. This is what I was going to clarify. What What good is the law in and of itself? That's the whole point of this. So, Dustin and I are not saying you know murder pillage and do whatever you want and break all the 10 commandments you're fine as long as you love Jesus Jesus fulfilled the law blah blah blah. That's not what we're saying at all. And if you're hearing that, uh, either you're being disingenuous or you're really just not thinking about what we're talking about well, at all, right there's like there's something
0: wrong in your heart. Right
1: exactly like right exactly. You're you're you want to hear that,
0: right? Like right.
1: you want to hear that either because you want to be right or because you want to excuse sin in your life. I I, I got to think, right? Because like, I I don't think we're giving the impression that we're saying go do X, Y, Z, go do whatever, go sin so that grace abounds more, right? We're not saying that. I'm not saying get rid of the moral law. I'm saying get, and Dustin is saying, get rid of the, the moral law in regards to your salvation is worthless, it Absolutely. will not save you if you follow uh, 1, 6, uh, whoa. If you follow all six hundred and thirteen letters of the law to the t- to a T from now until the day you die, you will not go to heaven unless you have made Christ your Lord and Savior. Right, and in that way, Jesus came to fulfill the law once again, not to abolish the law. See this is why this is why this shouldn't really be a heavily contested conversation, I don't think. Because I do think it makes sense if you if you actually think about it. If you read it on a surface level, I totally understand. Because I you know what I mean, like that's why I called Dustin up, like, yo, we messed up. But but like if you look at it on a deeper level, I think he didn't come to abolish the law. He just came to fulfill the law. Because the law without Jesus is garbage. It's worthless. It is literally worthless to your immortal soul.
0: Eternal that's soul, all. eternal, eternal soul. That's what I meant. That's what I meant.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I guess it. I mean, your soul can't die, so it is immortal. Yeah, but
0: there's a difference between immortal and eternal. It's a sure. pragmatic difference. Okay. Sorry, okay. linguists. Okay. But no, you're right. You're right, and that and that's and that's what it is, and I think that's what you were hinting at in verse 18. In I just wanted to make wrong. sure.
1: I just wanted to make sure I say that. You know, like, like so people listening are not like, oh, these guys support, like, the, sin is fine. Just, you know, grace abounds and grace abounds and grace abounds. And that is true. No, there if, is, if there you is are grace, doing, but we're not, you know, we're not encouraging you, are, you to sin so that you find more grace. Yeah,
0: right. Jesus ends up breaking it down to love God and love people, right? 613 mm-hmm. laws jammed into two laws, right? And if you are doing an action that is hurtful to either of those two ideas, it's wrong.
1: Yeah, right. You law know, without I, Jesus is pointless.
0: It just—it's it just at that point I don't know what to tell you. Yeah,
1: you yeah. know.
0: But Stu, you were going to hit on something in verse eighteen, and I think—I think that is kind of the tie it all together.
1: Probably. Uh,
0: part of this argument.
1: Wrap it all in a nice little bow. Uh, For truly, I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not a bit will pass from the law until all is accomplished. I think all is accomplished is. Christ dead and resurrected. Christ sacrificed on the cross. I I fully agree. I think all is accomplished. And, and, And he's speaking, presumably, like scholars believe, for whatever that means to anybody, that the Sermon on the Mount was like three to four years before his death. Yes. So, at the time that he is speaking, the law is still the way to heaven. Religiously speaking. Cause Jesus hasn't died. He has not he's not the sacrifice. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he he hasn't died yet. He has not yet fulfilled the law. So at the time when he's saying this, he he all has not been accomplished. So whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven, but whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. He's not talking about after he dies. I think he's talking about right now, even. Sure. You know, like even right now. To, to go to what Dustin said, oh man, this makes too much sense. Uh, to, to go back to what Dustin was saying, like the Pharisees teaching you to pick and choose, and he's saying, look, right now, the law is what matters. And if right now, while the law matters, you're still ignoring the parts of it you don't like, and the Pharisees are telling you to ignore the parts that the Pharisees don't like, well, you will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. Because the law is what saves you. Why are you driving people away from the law? Or at least for, it, it brings you close to God. It makes you right with God, right? right. I guess I won't, you know, right. we'll, we'll put it like that. We'll go more generic. Uh, not going to put one foot firmly in the other. I don't I don't know how that works. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if how the ancient Israelites went to heaven necessarily. I, I, would, I would assume, like... I'm not even going to, um, but, you know, I already, whoever, I already hit it. Right, right. It's fine. Who, <laughs> but whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Right? Like I think he's talking to the here and now mm-hmm. after it's fulfilled, but pff, that's null and void. Like this, this part is, it's totally changed three, four years after this part. It's, it's totally different because you need Christ who cares about this part.
0: No, I, I, I agree. I, and again, it's, it's, you're right. It's, it just came to me this the spirit of the law right and we talk about this oftentimes in in like modern day with oh well what does what does this rule and regulation actually want us to do or whatever but you're right Stu the point of the law is to bring you closer to god you're right absolutely 100% that is that is the I think the best way we can surmise that
1: bring you closer to and make you right with. Yeah,
0: the point of the law is to bring you closer and and more right with God. You're right. That is that is the law. All 613 chapters and well, and that's it.
1: why the law exists. It's to establish who God is and what God right. expects of us. It's right. to it's it's the moral law, really. It's moral code. Right. Um. It, and. <laughs> that's why certain punishments are there man i'm just saying sure. <laughs> like like the punishments are there too like it's not just the do's and the don'ts it's the do this if they do that you know like right. that's all in there too i'm i'm just saying once again not that we necessarily practice all of those things today and not that i think we should but that that would be moral law right like that right. <laughs> i'm just saying um but I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. I just think that ties into to to nineteen, uh, as we said, like today in w- whatever year this would have been, twenty.
0: This would have twenty seven A.D. This would have been yes, twenty seven A.D.
1: Or no? Would have been because so. if he, he's thirty and he was born in four. Well, BC. it's
0: it's it's debated. Yeah, it's like three or four B.C. and then. 20 yeah they think that he died in 30 AD the the, the time oh, of, okay the time of death what well, jeez I sound like a mortician uh the, the the era of death I I think most scholars agree is 30 AD because that that coincides with the Roman histories of the crucifixion and Pontius Pilate being the governor of Israel
1: cool makes sense that makes is
0: absolute sense. historical fact okay Okay. I, like the Pontius Pilate that that figure yeah, yeah. and and that can be traced. The Romans kept great records Oh yeah, that.
1: I'll never forget going to a, you know, secular Sunni school. I went to a New York community college and the not religious uh, history teacher in my class said there is more evidence that Jesus Christ was a human being who walked among us and, you know, who was a hu- a human being who existed than Alexander the Great. Right. Like we don't have a body. We don't have anything of Alexander the Great. The guy well, could have been a myth after he died. We and, have and, no evidence that he actually existed. And we not just to, have writings about him. That's to, all we have.
0: Not to derail us at all, but, I mean, just the timing, too, of yeah. the writings. Like, if you look at the Gospels, the Gospels well, are well, all that's, written. That's
1: what I mean, because, like, with Jesus, we don't have the body or anything like that either. But what we do have is the accounts and, and the, the accounts. written text, and they are far more well, accurate and consistent with one another than mm-hmm. any text we have on Alexander the Great.
0: Well, did you but- know that Julius Caesar, the greatest Roman Emperor to ever live, the like earliest writings that are that have ever been recovered for Julius Caesar are written like some two hundred years after his death. So like that's oh, another uh- that's another historical figure that has less evidence supporting his existence than historical evidence supporting that Jesus Christ walked the earth and was crucified.
1: Right, right. But, yeah, it's huge. Yeah, yeah. You can't. I don't think you can seriously deny the existence of Christ. It you takes, obviously, right. It takes some denial. It takes some mental gymnastics.
0: Yeah, but for I say, yeah, you're right. For I say to you, unless your your righteousness far surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. It's because the
1: scribes and Pharisees are cherry picking. Right, they That's are. That's why
0: they are just boop, okay this one this, that's one, that this one that's what that means
1: that's what that means yeah uh, essentially christ yeah. is saying if you if you're going to follow the law as a means to get to heaven you must follow the entirety of the law
0: because right. it is as god ordained it mhm until all is accomplished which in 3 years until he
1: passes right until he right. Pa- until well <laughs> until he rises from the dead right like when he conquers death right. that is when that is when all is changed
0: well Is it when he when he dies or is it when he resurrects or is it when he dies? Well, like him dying is the sacrifice. Because to me, it's it's dying.
1: But him him rising is, you know, snatching the keys of Hades and and you know what I mean? Like, like, I don't know. Like the him rising is the fulfillment. Like if he didn't rise, he's not God. So the death wouldn't be enough. I, that's another. This is another topic. It's too I'm so tired. It's been a week. It's been a week. Hey, pray um, for us, guys. Yeah, I, we've I'm had. serious. Please pray for me.
0: We both. We both had some weeks. I've. I had yeah. a health crisis this week, and Stu has just had a sleep-deprived week, and um. There's
1: more than that, but we won't go into it.
0: I mean, the good. The good news is, is I'm getting on summer break here. Schools. Schools getting out. Lucky dog. I see. I'm teaching summer school. I'm teaching fourth grade. <laughs> Sucker, <laughs> I, I am. I am, man. But um, uh, no. Let us let us know what you thought about this. I know we we did kind of beat around the bush, and I mean, not
1: really. We we worked our uh, way back to it. It was a, a slow start.
0: It's a complex. It's a complex topic. It is, and we could be wrong. Oh, absolutely. We can be could wrong be about wrong. all of this. Yeah, we could be. Wrong. You and I so can get. Please to, let us
1: know. So you and I could us get us to
0: heaven, and God is like, hey, Dusty Stew, do you remember? You know, on such and such a day you, you were teaching about Matthew five, seventeen. Well here's what I meant. Right. And he and shows then, us and then the tablets.
1: And then he'll go tell us to sit at the least table.
0: <laughs> we yeah, we get the we get the table with just like the like really tiny chocolate chip muffins with and we're sitting we're sitting there with some Pharisees and you know, we get to right. watch everybody else walk through the gates and you know. <laughs>
1: Oh, man, I don't actually think heaven will be like that, but that's a different topic for another time. Um, what do you mean? I'm writing a book on it. Thank you, thank you all for listening. Uh, it does mean a lot. We really do appreciate it. Um, <laughs> I do. I'm taking over the the closing today because I'm <laughs> I'm tired. Uh, if you enjoyed the episode, please share it with a friend. Uh, share it with somebody you think you could 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 learn something or would disagree with us because we'd love to hear it. Uh, once again, I I seek truth more than being right. So if you think I'm wrong, please give me your argument. I I want to hear it and I I will. I I relish the the chance for a new opinion, for a new insight, um, and for somebody to challenge my beliefs. Um, Have a a fantastic week. Uh, Be blessed. We're praying for you. We're praying for this show. Ask that you would do the same. Pray for us. Pray for this show. uh, And more importantly, pray for the people that hear it. Uh, Go in peace. Serve the Lord. See you next week.